Hello, lovely people, and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but really, you can listen to it anywhere you want. And we mean anywhere. You can listen to it while you're waiting for your dress to get tailored. You can listen to it while you're on your break in work. You can listen to it while you're waiting for your popcorn to pop in that microwave. You can listen to it while you're doing push-ups in the gym. You can listen to it anywhere. The whole point of this podcast is that we answer the mysteries of the world, the questions that you've always had, but never quite went as far as looking up. This is a bite-sized podcast, perfect for everyone who says they don't have time to listen to podcasts. And we've answered all kinds of questions. Questions like, why do we fall in love? Is there a correct way to face in the shower? Why do we have a dominant hand? What exactly is an itch? Why do we eat three-course meals and loads more? I suppose you could say We expand your mind While you wash your sexy behind (laughs) (laughs) And this week is no different This week is no different Well it is a little bit different Because we're not answering your listener's question We're asking my question And that question is Why do we have leap years? So as I said This question was sent in by the second best host of this podcast, Mr. Yeah, Marcellera. <laughs> We're one, one sentence into okay, this podcast okay. and you're already throwing you, shade. You grade the host of this podcast. Who's first and who's second? I'm never going to say that I'm better than you. Am I? <laughs> really? You're, okay, listen. A lot of the questions that we get sent in are anatomical, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Keep them coming. But it's, it's nice to answer a non-bodily related question from time to time. To be honest, I'm just happy that we put an end to the poo-related questions. How, how long is our poo amnesty going on for? Surely surely we have to maybe lift, lift it up. If you're new to In the Shower, in our first 10 episodes, we answered three poo-related questions. And we had to actually put an amnesty on poo-related questions because they just kept coming in. But... I suppose we could officially reopen registrations for those poo-related questions. That's it. Open the floodgates. Terrible choice of phrase, Marcus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, back to this week's question, which isn't poo-related. So, woohoo! Um, <laughs> yeah, so why do we have leap years? I suppose before we kick into why we have leap years, we better do a bit of an explainer of what exactly a leap year is. Yes, Absolutely. Well, in a normal year, we have how many days, Marcus? 365. Excellent. You, you, you listened in skill. So that is the case in every traditional year. We have 365 days. But every four years, we get an extra day. And that, my friend, is called a leap year. It's an extra day added at the end of February, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So February traditionally has 28 days, but in a leap year, it has 29 days. And I don't know if, if you guys learned the rhyme in school, but in Ireland, we kind of have a jingle to remember. Do you remember? Do you remember it? I actually never learnt the rhyme. I know it's just like, I always kind of saw it as, you know, random random months with numbers after them. Yeah, it kind of goes something like, uh, 30 days had September, April, June, all and November, all the rest of 29 <laughs> except for February, which has 28 except in the leap year. I know that's... that's well, ob- obviously you're getting an absolutely fantastic education <laughs> in multi-farnum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we have established that a leap year occurs every four years and we have an extra day at the end of February. But why do we have them in the first place? Well, when you look at what a year is, it's a it's a, another lap around the sun. So mm-hmm. is it astrology based? Yeah, it is. So 
The most widely used calendar around the world is the Gregorian calendar, which measures 365 days to be the Earth's orbit around the sun. In 365 days, the Earth is back exactly where it started and it can start a new year, right? Yeah, exactly. And the precision of those numbers and the orbits has to be so, so precise because it's essential that each year starts at the exact time every year in order for our seasons to fall on the exact same date every year. So then if everything is exact and, you know, has to be exact for the seasons and everything, then where does this extra little random day come from? Well, when the Gregorians did their calculations, they found that it didn't take exactly 365 days for the Earth to orbit the Sun, but rather 365.24 days. So 365 and a quarter days, or just under a quarter day. Yeah, more or less. So an extra day every four years is added on to keep the seasons synchronised with solar seasons, you know? That makes so much sense. Like... What are the chances that Earth takes exactly 365 days to the hour to orbit the sun? It'd be way too specific. So it's actually just a tiny bit over that. Yeah, that's it. So the Gregorians decided that every four years we had to have an extra day. But kind of between then and now, the Romans messed about with the calendar a little bit, or so the story goes. Like, did they decide that the Gregorians were wrong? It was more so that the Romans kind of tried to take control of the calendar. Again, I'm no historian here, but I read this in a few places and it's too good to not let you guys know. So Julius Caesar introduced the Julian calendar in 46 BC, which consists of 365 days and 366 days in every fourth year. So exactly the same as the Gregorians. Yes, exactly. However, in his calendar, February had 30 days and August had 29. But... This is the best bit. A few years down the line, when Caesar Augustus became emperor, he changed this so that his month had the same amount as Caesar's. So basically, the month where they were born had the same kind of dates. Yeah, so they wanted their birth months to have exactly the same dates, which is kind of cool. But this didn't last long, and in 1582, the UK switched back to the Gregorian calendar and kind of worked out that the Julian calendar didn't actually reflect the actual time the Earth takes to orbit the sun, our tropical year. So a couple of hundred years down the line, obviously there's going to be a bit of a change around there if the, if the days are getting jumped around. Where does the Julian calendar lie in comparison to the Gregorian? Are, are they on the same day? If Yeah, so like those tiny decimal points over hundreds and hundreds of years are obviously going to add up. And the difference between the Julian and the Gregorian calendar was enough so that now the Julian calendar is lagging behind the Gregorian calendar by about 13 days. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. Like, do you think there's a kind of a hipster movement anywhere where it's like, sorry, all our oper- all our office hours actually operate <laughs> in the in the Julian calendar? Yeah, I don't know where it actually still uses the Julian calendar. I probably should have looked that up, but I don't know if it's used anywhere in the world. But uh, it's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit mad. So obviously, as you said, there's you know all of those accumulated tiny little decimal points over the course of hundreds of years. In another few hundred years, are they going to have to reevaluate the Gregorian calendar and make the year a bit shorter or something? They're going to have to reevaluate it in some way because the seasons are going to kind of come out of line. In thousands upon thousands of years, if it's out by 13 days every now and then, obviously 
winter is going to mold into spring and so on and the seasons won't be in line anymore. But it's actually really similar with the Gregorian calendar because the Earth doesn't orbit the sun in exactly 365 and a quarter days. There's a lot of decimal points after that which add up over thousands of years. So how does that transpire? Every 3,236 years we will be out by a day. Oh, but... We won't be alive for that, will we? Marcus, you never know. We could be the ones that defy the odds and live forever. <laughs> I feel really bad for the planet if we're the two chosen people to stick around forever. <laughs> Episode 34,917 of In the Shell with Taz and Marcus. I, I bet at that time we'd just be answering like the deepest philosophical <laughs> questions. Like, And now we are answering the meaning of life. Episode 3,641. Why? <laughs> just like simple, just just questions like that will become these like all-knowing beings. Anyway, listen. So basically, um, yeah, that that's really interesting that, you know. It's a, it's a very simple answer. The Earth doesn't orbit the sun in exactly 365 days, but rather a quarter of a day extra. So every four years, we just make it easier and add on another day I just love as well that there was like literally a calendar that was used for hundreds of years in the world that just didn't work but it was the result of some lad's ego yeah well I feel like that happens all over the world yeah just mansplaining the date to everyone (laughs) (laughs) okay before we close up this episode we have to give a little bit of time to those leap babies out there anyone who was born on the 29th of February only has a birthday every four years which amounts to about 4.8 4.8 million people worldwide. It's not a lot, is it, actually? It's not, actually. It's really not. Well, oh. any final leap facts to end the episode? I do. So, the 29th of February is traditionally known as the one day of the year where a woman can propose to a man. Really? Yes. I wonder how many women like take advantage of that just because they can take advantage of it. I don't really know because it's like way back when it was obviously extremely rare for a woman to propose to a man. And in the modern age, it's obviously becoming more common. Mm-hmm. But um, that was traditionally the date where it was all G, baby. So what you're saying is you want to invite me to dinner on the 29th of February. I really hope the next leap year isn't for four years. <laughs> <laughs> so where did that where did that tradition come from? Well, it actually is a tradition that began in Ireland. So the legend no goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The legend goes that in 5th century Ireland, St. Bridget complained to St. Patrick about women having to wait too long for men to propose, to which St. Patrick allowed women one day to propose on February 29th. Go on, Bridget. What a, what a, <laughs> what a legend. Absolutely. <laughs> Shall we have one more final leap fact? I think so. Okay, I'm going to get you to read this one because you're half French. Mm-hmm. The French call leapfrog soot mouton, which translates literally as leap sheep. <laughs> that has absolutely nothing to do with leap years, but I just wanted to hear you say leap sheep. Leap sheep. Okay, now quicker. Leap sheep. Okay, now say leap sheep five times in a row. Leap sheep, leap sheep, leap, leap sheep. Well, there you have it. Another episode, another question debunked by Taz and Marcus. You know what? My my curiosity has been generally scratched. Also, shout out to St. Bridget. Yeah, what an absolute legend. Genuinely. I just Also, I love that, like, St. Bridget and St. Patrick hung out. Do you think, like, they were walking down the street... And people were like, oh, here come the fucking saints again. <laughs> like, or somebody just like, maybe that's where the song, Oh, When the Saints Come Marching In, 
comes from. Like just when they when they'd walk into a pub, it's like, oh god, the Saints are marching in again. <laughs> Probably gonna want to get some free beers. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. If you are new to the podcast, we have got tons more episodes that you can binge listen to. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, Deezer, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It means the world to us when you send us messages saying that you like what we're doing. Thank you so much. If you can, please recommend In the Share with Taz and Marcus to your friends, your family, maybe even your enemies if you want them to learn more stuff and become better people and become your best friends. How cool would that be? Solving world conflict through the power of bite-sized shower podcasts. So please recommend us to everyone you know. We do this podcast for free for you, the listeners. So we would love if you scratched our back while we scratch yours and recommend us to your friends and family. (laughs) (laughs) Scratch, scratch. Scratch, scratch. A few thank yous to end off the episode. As always, thank you, Alan and Paddy and Rebecca and everyone in the Head Stuff studio for all they do to help in the shower. We love you guys very much. Big love to all the Head Stuff Dem. Um, Massive love as well to Florence Robinson, our wonderful graphic designer who came up with our awesome little cartoon faces. We love you, Flo. We love you, Flo. A final thank you to Dave Gertzman for our fantastic music that bring Marks and I more joy that we could put into words, to be honest. Next week's episode. Next week's episode? What is it? Since you asked today's episode's question, I only feel it's fair that I get one of my questions debunked. Equality and all that? Exactly. And it's going to be out next Monday in time for your morning shower. So in the meantime, keep scrubbing! This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.